The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know and join us in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast. Hell is just Twitter. Your soul is canceled. <laughs> well, all of Europe and Asia, because not the new, not the new no, world. No, 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 the end of the earth is Rome. Uh, as many preachers have said, they're going out to reap souls. <laughs> He's a soul reaper. It's time for the crusade. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, it's okay. Our token Pentecostal's not here. All right, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Second Rate Saints podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Caleb. To my left is... Joshua. To my left is... I am Colton. And to my left... It's me, Caleb. Full circle. Can't really be a circle in this sense. We're in a triangle. We one are of, a triangle. One of us lied to you. We're sitting. One of us is sitting across. Um, you'll have to figure that out. Colton. Hi. Joel isn't here to do the media plug. It's Big really sad. sad. Mm. Tell yeah. us what what do we do on the internet? So uh, on the internet, we can be found in quite a few areas. We have our website, which is the Second Rate Saints uh, dot com. There you can find our blog posts. You can find our many different uh, social media plugs and a few other little treats like our book review section. Um, speaking of social media, we can be found on Instagram. We can be found on Twitter. Oh, uh, you don't call it X? That's not what it is. Okay, well. Not in my heart. Uh, we can be found <laughs> on YouTube or, or Spotify or Apple Music. Apple Music? Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, if we were on Apple Music, we'd have to have something to release. But, um, and you could just send us an email at uh, secondratesaints at gmail.com uh, if you want to talk to us or have something to say. Uh, otherwise, if you want to, uh, to help us with our ongoing podcast, you can send us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash secondratesaints, I think it is. Yeah, it, there's a link also on the website. Yes, uh, uh, most of our links can be found yeah. on the website. So if you're thinking of following us further, that's where you should go. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, I think someone has read a book. Finally. We read? Finally. What do you mean? <laughs> Caleb, what have you read? I have read a book called Against Liberal Theology, Putting the Brakes on, Christ on Progressive Christianity by Roger E. Olson. Mm. Olson. Mm -hmm. That name sounds familiar. Um, he wrote... a. He wrote, well, he's wrote actually several books. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't expect that. I didn't really expect much. that either, yeah. Anyway, Caitlin. <laughs> Back to the point at hand. Peanut gallery over here, it can be quiet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, he is, well, I might ne not necessarily describe myself as an Armenian. He uh -huh. is... From what I can find, the you're from Armenia. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> best living um, Armenian theolo theologian that I can find. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so he writes a lot of different stuff. He also wrote. Oh, this I could be wrong here, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm confident enough. I'm gonna say it. He wrote um, against uh, Calvinism in that against Calvinism right. for Calvinism for like dual set the free free will quote unquote, for, argument. Well, for for Armenianism. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so he, he writes a bunch of different stuff. He's a systematic theologian. Okay. Um, in this book, it's only, what, 174? Yeah, 174 pages. 
um, he goes over essentially the, the main thesis of his book is that progressive Christianity and progressive Christian tenets, liberal Christianity and liberal scholarship, um, liberal Christian scholarship, that is with what they claim about Christianity, but what is quote unquote true within Christianity, their articulation of Christianity has broken so many of the ties to the historic Christian faith that it shouldn't be called Christianity at all. Mm-hmm. It is a fundamentally it is fundamentally a different religion. It has cut too many ties. It is not Christianity. Now, I don't mean to sidetrack immediately before you get into what the book talks about. Mm-hmm. That reminds me a lot of another book, which says basically the exact same thing, but I think is slightly different. Have you read another gospel? Yeah, that one's more systematic. Okay. Yeah, this one would be more about the movement, the history of the movement, and the cultural impact. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like that one's going to get, it's I think more applicational, the other one. Yeah, this one, this one, it's, it's, it's a small book, mm-hmm. right? Under 200 pages. Um, lots of names, lots of big concepts that I think you're kind of like, like he mentions in the introduction is like, this is kind of supposed to be an introductory, but at the same time, I'm also going to gloss over stuff. Right. Um, I would expect a four, a third or fourth year undergrad to read this. Right. I wouldn't immediately throw it at a, at a random first person. or second year. Oh, OK. Um, How about a random person in no, the church? No. no. I, another gospel is what I, from it what I've read about that, it. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, especially because this guy, he 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 ties in the historical development of the idea and where, how it started in Schleiermacher in Germany. And how it developed through. Is Schleimacher a person or a place? It's a, it's a person. Okay. <laughs> Friedrich Schleimacher. Um, the, the first. What a name. Um, liberal theologian kind of that you can tie it back to. Yeah. And so something that he does is he surveys the progressive, like liberal theological field. Synthesizes uh, common threads through it, through it. And then compares that to the historic Christian faith and then says, okay, the, this is not the same. Fundamentally incompatible. They're, and not just like it's slightly different, different variation. No, they fundamentally deny like right. deity ship of the deity of Christ, the authority of scripture, um, the Trinity, the Trinitarian conception of the Godhead, stuff like that. So is the book then talk about specific things like uh, prosperity gospel or like, like progressivism? Or more, um, or is it, it would like be just general ideas or a little, bit, little bit of both, a little bit okay. of both. He does get more into liberation theology oh. than he does about um, prosperity gospel. Communism. Yeah. Um, and a little bit about black theology, a little bit. So right. more like movements like that. Prosperity gospel is not really liberal theology in its like academic sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, not that there's much academic for progressive. It doesn't for, really claim <laughs> other other theologies to be true. It just kind of denies parts of the Bible. Yeah. But um or emphasizes others. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I, I'd recommend it for people. Um yeah, Josh. Cover. Three and a half out of five. five. Three, and, Three a half. and a half. I thought we said we weren't doing halves. We've always done halves. That's true. I'm wrong. no. Don't don't listen to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, three and a half out of five. Um, really? Yeah. Is it just a landscape with a tree? It's two paths. One well trodden on, one not. Mm. Um, one is wide, one is narrow. Mm-hmm. 
I can't see Neither it one here. is straight, though. So, like, the analogy breaks down. <laughs> anyway, um, that's Oof. Against Liberal Theology by Roger E. Olson. Would recommend it if you want a more holistic um, assessment of progressive Christianity. Okay. And less, like, a full-on assault. <coughs> Josh, I'm your sorry. lungs stay in your body. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Right. Um, so, it, so it is a recommendation. You don't hate this book. No, it's good. I would give it a four out of five. Oh, okay. It, it does cover or race. book itself. Book itself. Book okay, itself. good. Um, yeah, four out of five. Maybe 3.5, but I'm feeling okay. four out of five. I'll pick it up. That's pretty high praise from you. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we get to go into our main topic. Mm-hmm. The book. This is exciting, guys. So This time on acts we well we haven't we yeah we can't do previously on acts um as you guys know we just did our like intro to acts kind of overview look at some themes look at the authorship date that kind of stuff we're finally getting into the text itself now Mm -hmm. i'm very excited samuel was loads of fun i'm looking forward to going through acts this long journey but it's worth it um josh can you can you Take this off. Like, kick this off. Let's go. Yes. Take it Second away. Second This time on Acts. Follow along if you have a Bible. So what happened previous? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the four Gospels happened. That is true. That is yeah. true. Uh, so here we go. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day that when we he had taken up after he had been given commands to the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering to many by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Boom. 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 Who is Theophilus, Josh? Um, I think Theophilus is a man that may or may not own Luke. As a slave physician? Yep. You want to break that down? So (laughs) there are people that think Theophilus' name means... uh, Faithful ones. Or lover of God. Or faithful of God or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's level of God. Right. Level of God. Level of God. Get on my level. God's level. Like a (laughs) nine foot level. Yeah. yeah, so some people are like, oh, I wonder if it's just like him just referring to a person who loves God. Uh, people or, have made that contention. A congregation but, of people or something. Yeah, and I don't think that's the case. I think it's actually a guy named Theophilus um, because mo- all the names in the Bible translate as phrases as such. So like uh, Elimelech is my God is king. Uh, Abimelech is father of kings. Josh. Well, even ones like Peter and yeah. Silas do the same. What is Joshua, your name? <laughs> uh, the salvation of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so lover of God being Theophilus, that's exactly what Theophilus means when you break down the name, just like those names. They're, 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 they're combinations of abbreviations of words to describe a phrase. Yep. Um, in my limited knowledge of Greek grammar... And structuring and sentence making, it does seem like he is talking to someone, yeah. not addressing a group. Yeah. Doesn't follow the same kind of epistle format that 
well, the epistles follow the letters. Mm. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't have the same kind of like a congregation address mm-hmm. address given to people who are part of a church. Mm-hmm. It feels closer to what even Philemon yeah. was like. And well, I think I think the word can also mean um, loved by God rather than mm-hmm. rather right. than just that one way love like as if the person is the sender. I think <laughs> yeah. it can also mean yeah. Yeah, God's beloved. It's also, you did some research on Caleb on the relationship of people owning physicians. So one of the things, and it's not complete, it's not like every physician, obviously, but many rich houses would Mm -hmm. send one of their slaves to learn medical stuff, right? Become the family physician who's a slave. Yeah, um, it's very useful. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things that you would do if you were a Christian, want a rich, richer Christian, wanting to support the apostles, right? As mm-hmm. even let's say John three goes in, which is the whole thing of like, hey, how do you partake in their ministry by helping them? And so, yeah. if you were a rich Christian wanting to help, um, partake in Paul's ministry, and he has weak eyes, probably, um, mm-hmm. as you can kind of infer from some of his other from some of his letters you could send just send him a physician. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's, of course, that's like, you know, you have to hold that, uh, what's it, you have to hold that loosely, but mm-hmm. at least that's a theory built off of some evidence. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not evidence. It's a theory built off of some, some adjacent facts. Yeah. And yep. like when we say like, phrase slave, slavery isn't the same yeah. now as it is then. And it would explain one of the reasons why in Luke, the gospel of Luke, that is the, uh, there are heavy themes to the, the under, like the, the, the lower classes, mm-hmm. you know, the poor women, slaves, children, um, because he would have an eye for such things. Yep. It also, there are a lot of both in Acts, but especially in the, the book of Luke phrases that kind of talk to a more uh, medical mind, someone who. Yeah. People say like the doctoral passages or I think is what they say. But yeah, people say that I'm. I'm I'm 50-50 on them, but I think that with everything else, it makes a good point. I think I'm unconvinced, but yeah, That's fair. smarter people than me disagree with me, so like, yeah. fair enough. I also agree with, so. Yeah. Well. Um, how do you... Hmm? Josh, how do you harmonize him saying, don't depart from Jerusalem, but in, in the Gospels, they go to galilee after his resurrection isn't this a contradiction in the bible uh they just go to they just go to jerusalem after <laughs> yeah 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 so do you want to explain why that's a problem Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> it's not some people say it's just like oh if he tells him to stay in jerusalem and then in other passages they go to galilee and they they see him at this at the sea of galilee and you know they do the whole fish thing with the fish over the nets and whatnot okay. right couldn't this be after that? It, yeah. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> okay. I, I thought yeah. I was missing something. I, I just flipped back to, to Luke 24 and people are like, making a big oh. deal about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It says on one occasion. It doesn't say all occasions before <laughs> or anything. Before and after. <laughs> Every time he says never leave. You are prisoners. <laughs> also, Luke was most likely written by the same guy. So if he's contradicting himself already, then. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. And it's he's known for not contradicting himself. Just 
it's it's something that's come up. Yeah. By, you know, yeah. internet atheists generally. No one in came no up one in my in person. class. It's, really? It did. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You guys pay attention to internet atheists a lot more than I do. <laughs> Caleb. No, just kidding. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Shall we uh get on to the baptism of spirit? Uh oh. Yes. I mean it's the ascension next, but okay. Yep. Yeah, but we have to go there to get the baptism. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them with white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Josh, is this the rider of the clouds? Yeah. <laughs> so this is so a couple things that's going on here. Uh, this is the ascension. So this is a big point. Um, but it, this is Jesus returning to the heavenly kingdom with his father. Um, but it's also for those who have read Daniel 7 or the book of Daniel, this is, or have sung the song ancient of days. Mm. Uh, (laughs) um, Anyway. Yeah. So in the first kind of apocalypse in the old Testament, you have a story of the four beasts, which are a succession of kingdoms, the first apocalypse, but the world hasn't ended yet. Yes. Um, And that's a movie. Eventually. Can I finish? No. You didn't explain what an apocalypse is. Do you, do you want me to read the, the, the Son of Man passage? We'll get there. One second. Okay. okay, okay. okay. Uh-oh. I have so, it ready. In, the revel- in Daniel 7, there are four beasts in this apocalyptic image, which talks about the end times. Um, and end times. The yes. end of times. Yep. Yep. Um, and there are a succession of kingdoms, and then God... The ancient of days will establish a kingdom through a man, through one like a son of man, uh, who will ascend to God and God will give him a kingdom that never ends. Um, And he arrives on clouds of power. Jesus uses this same phrase, the same passage at his trial when they say, are you the son of God? He quotes that passage and then the high priest tears his clothes and what you're seeing yep. in this passage is that occur. I'm going to read the passage. Yeah. And then we'll talk about why it's such an interesting passage mm-hmm. as well. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this is Daniel 7, 13 and 14. <clears throat> I saw in the night visions and behold, with a cloud from heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. Okay. So, one of the super cool things, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people point out to, progressive and liberal theologians as well, Uh earlier, will point out that there's a lot of similarities here to some Ugaritic texts. 
That would be like Northern Canaanite. This is, and it's, and the, the term is also borrowed elsewhere in the Old Testament, rider of the clouds, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a scene in Ugaritic um, mythology where Baal rides the clouds to come mm. and wage and, and, and kill El, the head god, and take his kingdom, take his throne and whatever, right? right? Um, and the imagery appears to be borrowed here. On purpose. <laughs> on purpose. To communicate an idea um, to the Jewish people who are in exile. What do we call who that? Hear this. We would call that a, hold on, polemic. Polemic. I almost forgot <laughs> I it. I forgot it. So I was hoping you'd say. <laughs> I almost called it a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about polemics before. We, we do. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's fascinating is Daniel's using that image that they understand to say, okay, similar to that. There will be a, a figure, and then he uses tons of all these phrases from the Davidic um, covenant that God made, mm-hmm. like God made with David, about his descendant um, ruling <clears throat> and right. his relationship to him. He tons of the same language are in that passage, and so it it ties the son of this one like a son of man figure with the Davidic covenant, and then uses a well a borrowed um, image. To like make a concept a point to make a concept of oh so one like the son of man who has a bunch of davidic type ties ascends somehow into the heavens approaches god and then there's a peaceful transference or let's say uh sharing or like mm-hmm. giving at the right hand of power which is very different than the way the eucharistic text ends it's the opposite mm-hmm. yeah and we see this being fulfilled in acts one Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we only see Jesus well, ascending, riding hardly. the clouds up to. We don't see that up in we know up in heaven. Happens, though. But Stephen does at yep. his stoning. Is Jesus will get at the right hand of God? Yeah. So yeah. and it, he will come again in the same way. Yeah. And that's because we have television, right? And that's how everyone will be able what? to see the hills. Like that's how if Jesus is going to come back in. Uh, oh, in, in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, right? In, in Israel, and that's how, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Anyway, that's. You just saw that. Well, you guys heard because it's audio and we read it because it's text. But that's Daniel 7. Yep. Yes. And so Um, the Acts 1 uses Daniel. It's not the only part of the New Testament that uses Daniel. Daniel's used quite a lot. Yeah. Jesus, like you said, Jesus uses it when he's confronted by the Pharisees right before he's killed. Yeah. Um, But what significance do you think it has here for the rest of, does it have significance on the rest of the book or is it like a neat callback to show fulfillment of prophecy? Oh, it's just he, the kingdom is now. It also means and that not the, yet. it also means that in Daniel, there's a reference to a group of people called the Holy ones. Um, that those Holy ones are what the church becomes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Who That's, will be oppressed? Yeah. Yet will endure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, that's now we get into that gets into typology and yeah. patterns. Yep. Um, so but we, what it means is that there's Christ is at the right hand of God with power, authority, dim, and dominion. Yep. And the kingdom has you can say started, but the kingdom is now. And yep. when yep. Jesus said, "You will see the Son of Man rise on the come with the, the clouds of power," he was talking about this. Yep. So he was telling them, "Yeah, this is going to happen," mm-hmm. and then it did. Yeah. So do you think that this passage, much like? other passages in the Bible emphasizes the here and not yet nature of the kingdom. This passage in particular, I don't think emphasizes the not yet. I think yeah. it emphasizes the here. Cause I don't know if we want to remember 
last year or the year, two years ago, I don't remember when it was, when we talked about the book of Luke mm -hmm. um, for a gospel series. And we talked a little bit and I emphasized that there is a kind of already and not yet aspect to the kingdom in the book of Luke. Yeah, I I, th I think it's it's there. That's yeah. there. Is but I don't think this I don't think this specific passage emphasizes the not yet aspect. See, the the reason I think it would is because of the uh, the two men who talk about um, oh, his you'll return. see him return sure. in like fashion, showing that that prophecy isn't fully fulfilled yet. Maybe. Sure, I can see that. I don't know. It's just an idea again. The tie, the tie to, to Daniel wouldn't do that, but that specific concept would. Yeah, right. Kind of like. Because they ask him specifically, is the kingdom here? And he's like, you're not allowed to know. And then goes. And then the people are like, he will come back in the same way. Well, that's, that's why I'm saying like, oh, maybe the uh, riding on the clouds. Yes, he went up and is now, quote unquote, riding on the clouds. Sure. Well, no, I, I like that. But well, he'll and, come back in the same way. And what's funny is Jesus says, it's not for you to know. And then goes and establishes the kingdom. <laughs> like, he goes and does the thing that they ask. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shall we continue? Please. I think so. Yeesh. What? <laughs> the police sounded like, get me out of here. <laughs> um, then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James and the son of Alphaeus, the son this is Simon the Zealot and Judas, the son of James, all of all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I haven't got much to say there other than his brothers are there, which is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. It means that uh, these are the same brothers that mocked him before he went into Jerusalem. Mm. Is it? They would have to be. Unless he has like eight brothers. True. Which he might. Um, well, this would be James. Yeah. Yeah. And Jude. Yep. Yep. Mm. Assuming that we're implying that, but I think it's, it's a safe assumption to, to think yeah. that. But we don't really, this is the first kind, this is the first time that we kind of see mm -hmm. his brothers playing into, right. like being part of... Christ's ministry and Christ's continued ministry through mm -hmm. his, through his followers. Yeah. And we, yep. we previously in discussion of this episode talked about how, like, cause it doesn't mention that he meets cause like they originally don't see him as the Messiah. Mm -hmm. They mock him. It's like for doing what he's doing. Yep. Um, and in his meetings to people, when he appeared to people, it doesn't mention that he meets them. But what, like, James, like it doesn't Jude? when Jesus appears to people like the 40 and the 500 yeah. and the blah, 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 it doesn't mention that he goes and meets his brothers or his family. Right. Directly. But the idea of them just like seeing their brother die, going through that, and then just to see him up here in the room. Sure. And, and like, oh, that would be there's just like the 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 sudden realization that the guy you were hanging out with your whole life was God. Is it implied that his brothers were there at Jesus's ascension? I don't think so. Hmm. No, I think but they're, they're they, they, they were could the go backwards room. and say that, but right. I don't think so. I think it's the passage says, 
Um, That's when they returned to Jerusalem. Yeah. So they might have already been in Jerusalem, yeah. whatever it is, but this is, they're treated like they're believers. Yeah. So either way, you know, yeah. whether they saw it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mary's with her, with them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy because the idea of the, because there's a, there's a relationship. There's that phrase that uh, a prophet is never accepted in his hometown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they realize. I mean, it took him dying and rising from the dead, but everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But then they, it's they they have just such a interesting relationship with Jesus compared mm-hmm. to other people, and they have an interesting relationship with the church as, as will be shown later in Acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and later in just church history and how people have made the brothers of Jesus. Um, it's, it's Jesus, Jesus's brother, James, that becomes the head of the Jerusalem church, right? Yep. Okay. I, I, I'm not mixing up with yeah. someone else. Okay. No. James the lesser. Yep. Yep. Which yeah. is interesting and significant. Which is just, yeah. Like just put yourself in that, in their shoes. Cause like, like, there's the disciples there, obviously, but people are also going to come up to his brothers and be like, what was it like living with him? Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. what Especially was he, after becomes what was he like on a Tuesday mm-hmm. after, after becomes a, like a, an elder. Ah, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. But like, like, but like just the idea of like, so what was he like? <laughs> like, did, like what, what did he I do? I ate his leftovers without telling him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a feeling now me. that he knew, though. <laughs> Somehow, I feel like he always knew. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, or like, that's such a the idea of having lived with him through his childhood is such a wild. Well, I, I think as someone who has a brother, I think it's impossible to feel like my brother could ever be. Yet yeah, now, that's <laughs> the nature of just having a brother, but. I can understand why they wouldn't have just readily accepted him as the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's just like, it's the same thing um, with Joseph and his brothers. You know, they get told that he's, he's seeing these visions and he's the father's favorite and he's going to do great stuff. God apparently talks to him. They make fun of him for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they mock him Mm -hmm. and then he, at the end, they don't understand who he is. Joseph's brothers, they don't. So he has to appear to them. So he has to present himself to him, appear yep. to them. And then they go, oh my, like, right. It's, <laughs> it was you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that same way, pattern, pattern. Monkey sees pattern. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus' well, brothers mocked him, didn't care. And they're there in this upper room. They're there or mm-hmm. waiting they're there with Mary. They're there with the women. They're there with all of the apostles, but they have something to do before Holy Spirit stuff. Yeah. They've got to, uh, they got to roll a bunch of dice. <laughs> it's time to gamble. No. Rimenthumim. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, so let's go. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers and the company of the persons was in all about 120 and said, brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share of the ministry, this ministry. 
Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness and a falling headlong, a burst, he burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out and it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem so that the field was called in their language, Ekeldama, that is field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate and let there be no one to dwell in it and let another take his office. Hmm. So one of the men who was accompanied uh, us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called, called Justice, it's and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and the apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lots fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Interesting. Fun guy. I think first on the docket is we talk about Judas. Is that how Judas is described dying in... The other gospels is it <laughs> i know he hangs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in all of them i think mm-hmm. the ones that talk about it they don't mention him splitting open no nope. um and in fact how he falls may vary right mm-hmm. yeah why do you think it's significant that they have the the field of blood thing in like written down in here why mention it oh i've heard something about this there's there's a couple things. It's the the idea of uh the 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 Pharisees say no, it was blood money. Right, uh, we can't take it back. That would be wrong. Um, and so there's that connection. Yeah, there's also the, do the Pharisees buy or does he buy it? Yeah, the scriptures. Yeah, right. scripture does not varies on that. Yeah, there's also some weird theories about it's that field is near the tombs of the Pharisees, and so it defiles the ground. Eh. but <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> so it's like another way of them saying that the pharisees are not the follow the well, it's of like he's like properly. is his like his a mix of guilt and anger at them and taking the money and then not taking the money back and blah blah blah, blah right so him, it's like, still pouring on them getting kind of them okay with his last will and testament yeah I but just, it's a it's it's again it's one of those like odd theories that people present that is eh. Right. Yeah. Well, to me, it just feels like an odd passage to include. Why? Why waste scroll space? <laughs> just saying, this is also called the field of blood in their time, unless they're just Luke is just trying to point out this is a thing that happened. Like this is yeah. why people call it that, or there's some other more metaphorical significance. Yeah, I think it has to do with the blood money mention of like the, right. this was dirty money, and then this field is defiled because it is the place, and then also the connection to the Psalms. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like to think it's just, it's Luke connecting uh, what has happened in history, this uh, Judas doing this and Judas mm-hmm. dying and all this and connecting it with a, a real place that in their time would still be able to be verified. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's probably, um, but that's, that's what I think. I don't know. Josh. What David says in the Psalms doesn't mean the way Peter says it to means. Sure it does. Does it? That's what he says. That's what he says. What does that mean? And what does he mean when he says this is what David meant? 
Well, David's talking about his own life. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, we know he wasn't inspired by the Holy Spirit to say it. He uh, wasn't? Peter? David calls him a prophet. So yeah. Peter calls David a prophet. Yeah, David was a prophet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really God. Anyway, um, no, yeah. I was just making a joke how Peter's not filled with the Spirit yet. <laughs> but, yep. Jesus did breathe on him in John, which we'll get there when we get to yep. two. Anyway, um, I'm going to read a section because of a book. Jeepers, I can't speak English. Handbook uh, on Acts and Paul's letters. Um, Thomas Schreiner talks about mm. Peter's use of um, David's lines in the psalm. So <clears throat> quick little thing on it. Um, what we have here is typology, but isn't arbitrary for the text needs to be interpreted along the lines of the Lord's covenants with his people. The Lord made a covenant with David, promising that his dynasty would endure forever and that a descendant of David would reign on the throne. David's life then functioned as a prophetic pattern in anticipation for the life of Jesus Christ. Just as David suffered before he gained the throne, so did Jesus. Just as David was abandoned by a close friend, so too was Jesus. Typology is not merely retrospective, as if the parallels are only present after the fact. The correspondence and patterns are planned by God from the beginning, and in this sense, typology is prophetic, even though the readers, even though as readers, we may only see the parallels retrospectively. Mm. At some point, we're going to do a whole episode on typology. But uh, yeah, at some point, if you're really interested into the New Testament's use of the of Old Testament texts that don't yep. that may or may not necessarily. They're not function in the way that the New Testament uses them. Read uh, correct doctrine from or right doctrine from wrong text by G.K. Beale. He also has a paper under the same name, which is a phenomenal paper. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, the handbook, or him, uh, G.K. Beale and D.A. Carson also write a uh, handbook on the New Testament's use of the Old Testament. That's another great book. Right. I've only read part of that one. Though. Or Typology by James M. Hamilton Jr. Yeah, that will get more into typology. But so, yeah. The, what you're saying is, is that because Peter is using it typologically, and, and David was also using it, or, or at least he's using the typology that's exemplified in the Psalms or whatever. Yeah. Then that's why it's valid. It's as a, as a, like he's allowed to of, say it. Think of it more as the, um, excuse me. Think of it more as Peter sees David's life as typologically um, prophesying that which Jesus would live. Okay. And so when David writes about his life, he, Peter can look at that and go, right, because he was a forecoming of the Messiah, that who is Christ. We can look into David's life and understand the things that he talked about and how we should act in accordance to them. Okay. Um, yeah. Is that? And, yeah. And so in that Psalm that Peter's mentioning, um, David has some is talking about somebody that betrayed him, a close friend that betrayed him, that ate okay. at his meal. He shared bread with, which is what Jesus did. He shared bread with Judas, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then this guy backstabs him. And in that psalm, he mentions that his field would be desolate and that his blah, 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 which is why he brings up, hey, look, the field of blood, it's desolate. It's Judas's land. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying this is all pattern. 
yeah look at it and um, so oftentimes we many many people when they when they read the bible they will say they'll they'll read a passage that says and thus is prophesied blah 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 and they think of prophecy in the ways like like a fantasy book where it's mm-hmm. like and the hero will arise from such and such a town and there's like only there's like that one to one understanding yeah. whereas typology the, is more kind of like there is a ever growing recognition of a pattern in the yeah. religious mind that is then applied forward in an expectation yeah. well it was still true in the past yeah and it's also possible just like how peter sees David as a pattern for Jesus and he sees like like that pattern mm-hmm. it's also possible James Hamilton Jr goes this way that David understood himself in a pattern of the future person because he understood if in the psalms that this this figure um, would be of the order of Melchizedek well i think and, i think the tie to Melchizedek yeah. i think David is aware of that. Yeah. I don't know if David is aware about the suffering passage that like yeah. Peter mentions here. Yeah. But right. I think, I think the stuff with Melchizedek, I think David, it, yeah. I think it's a pretty, pretty strong case yeah. that you can say David looked into the, looked at what was going on in the past and went, mm-hmm. Oh, this, there's something here. Yeah. And then he wrote. Yeah. Uh, Cause he song. sees himself as a version of previous characters before him. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way Peter is seeing Jesus as a version mm-hmm. of, David, um, well, as the fullness yeah. of David's pattern. Um, and he knows that a descendant of his will sit on the throne forever. So whoever that is, that's the, that's the person he's a version of someone like you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. yeah. so before we get on to the next section, I have we a have question to talk about dice. Oh yes. Well, yes, actually. Do you think I don't think this, Gambling's but I'm going to present this. <laughs> um, I don't think this, but I, I will present it. That the apostles are wrong to select a replacement because God selects his replacement in, in Paul later. And one of the reasons why Paul struggled with his relationship between the apostles is, and you see that kind of play out a little bit in Acts and Paul talks about it in Galatians is because they selected a replacement ahead of time without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And that's why they have this struggle where they should have just waited. All right. Small part of an answer. So mm-hmm. just yes or no. Did, was Luke, would Luke be aware of that? Like when Luke was writing that, was he like, oh, Paul was supposed to be the replacement actually? I don't think so. Right. I don't think the text but says anything this, to support such a theory. No. But <laughs> well, the, the, the idea is Who's that... Who's presenting that theory then? Uh, I've, well, I mean, fair. I'm presenting it. I've heard it. Yeah, but he doesn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but who's, who presents it? Like, who's the... Uh, I've heard it in sermons. Online atheists. Um, really? No, I have no, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I've, I've, I've heard it in sermons. Um, I, I've, I feel like I've heard people play around with the idea. I've never heard anyone seriously make an argument for oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I've, I've never heard this idea. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, the, the reason, the reason why is because where does I've, Luke ever denounce? I've heard their choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not pre- ever presented. To Matthias would be brought I've up multiple it, times. Yeah. I've heard it presented mostly by charismatics who really? will argue that, 
Well, in future decisions of the church, what they will say, and you see this at the First Council of Jerusalem, you, you will say, well, what seemed right to us and to the Spirit. Well, they don't have the Spirit because that's in the next chapter. Therefore, they relied on lots, which they weren't supposed to because they were supposed to wait to, ch- to make such decisions right. until after Acts 2. And so they they did this rushed job before the spirit was guiding the church. That's not Thus goes the argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not how it's portrayed at all. Yeah, that's not at all how it's presented in scripture. Never brought also, up again. If Peter sees patterns with David, he's just doing what Pat what David did in First Samuel, which we covered, which yeah. was he constantly went to God using the devices that God gave, yep. like Lot's and the ephod. Yes. Yep. And specifically <laughs> things like the the Urim and Thummim. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys. You, was, we covered it in First Samuel stuff, in First Second Samuel stuff. Yeah, but now I, I get to be mad at Josh. You guys talked about it lightly in your uh, ac- ac- biblically accurate aliens episode. Okay, and uh, you're you're right. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Um, the uh, the Urumin Thumim in the Old Testament. It's not confirmed exactly what that means and what it did exactly. Uh, it seems that drawing lots, rolling the Urumin Thumim, and doing that and stuff like that. I keep saying the words. I think I'm pronouncing them right. Um, and like these ways of it, it feels like divination. It feels like magic. Because it is. It is divination it, it, yeah. by definition. Well, it, it it is a form of divination. Yeah. It's not divination it's just as sanctioned by God. Yeah. D- divination, how we know it. There is like divination is a specific thing that was done in the Old Testament times. Oh, done now still. Yeah. 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 But Palm reading is divination. It's our Torah. No, no, I will say Torah, Torah, Torah cards. Torah, Torah, Torah. Yeah. Um, Tarot. Torah, Torah, Torah. Like the Japanese in yeah, World War II. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to make it into the intro. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, this is pre-spirit being given to them. The spirit has not been given to the apostles. It has not been given to anyone mm-hmm. except for Jesus who gives it to them for temporary amounts of time. But Jesus isn't here. The way that in the Old Testament they communicated with God that wasn't through a prophet was usually through these these means, uh, mo- mostly through dreams. I think if you're if you're going to go in raw numbers, yeah, if you no, wanted no, to get I, an answer, yeah, I, I we'll, think no. What was what was um, set up as the way to consult God on matters is supposed to be things like the ephod and the urim and thummim, um, in the law. Yeah, but um, yeah. in wisdom literature, you also have. Um, I had to look it up. I knew it was, I knew it was in there, but I had to see where it was. Uh, Proverbs 16, We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. How they so fall. The, yeah. So the idea is according to the wise. Um, right. They're, there is they're no consulting chance. chance quote unquote. There is no chance. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. God controls all things. Yep. Yes. Nothing um, is random. Before <laughs> the, the reason this is the last time something like quote unquote luck has been used to determine the uh, what God wants is because the spirit is given out after that and they can consult God directly rather than through the Old Testament ways of doing it. I don't think so. I don't buy it. Really? Yeah. But that, I that's, just think that's what they do. But that's what's implemented for the Jews to do in the Old Testament. Yeah, they don't have the Urim and the Thurim though. No, but it would take the, the place of that. I, why? I don't see it. What do you mean why? Like just because it doesn't happen after this doesn't mean that it's replaced. Well, they, that would be their way of consulting with God to see what his will is on the matter. They also just pray to God all the time. Like in the Old Testament, you also do just have mm-hmm. prayers answered, mm-hmm. right? 
Yes, but that was supposed to be a steady and reliable way to consult with God if you were the high priest. Yeah, and no one else could do it if they didn't have the Urim and the Thurim. Yeah. Yeah. And so and this, this would isn't be the fact. Urim and the Thurim. No, but the, the idea is that they are God's chosen in this instance. So how do they... They, they are still I, continuing the same thing. It's just once the Spirit is given, I don't, it's a different way of doing it. I don't, I don't see it, personally. Okay. But... What do you think, Josh? Do you care? <laughs> kind of. The... We've had this discussion on what the Urim and the Therm is in First Samuel. Uh, right. And so I don't want to repeat too much, but I, I did not there. land on the same idea that it's divination. But that's okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, Go listen to that episode. I don't know which one it was. But. It's, it's a good episode. Um, we get into it. The Urim and the Therm are... They're odd. The... So I simply think more along with Colton's idea there, they just, they know it's not their decision to make. Mm -hmm. So they're just doing something that they know God will define. Sh sure. But, but does it. that mean that it's a, I'm, I'm with there, yeah. but my issue is the connection to the Urim and the Thurim, mm. right? And that is the way the old covenant did things before the spirit, before they were given the spirit. Yeah. And now we, now that old system is done away with that. Yeah. I'm not on that. I'm unsure of mm. that idea. I, I don't know. Um, I would have to do more study. I just think it's, it's just following a pattern of Israelites using appealing to the providence of God. Yeah. For guidance. Yeah. Yep. Um, and churches still do that. that today. And mm -hmm. you see that with Saul, Saul, they cast lots to figure out which family, which tribe, yep. which yeah. person. They, they also do it with Achan. Yeah. Um, when they wanted to condemn him. Done with Jonah. Yep. yep. Jonah. Um, so, and there are churches that still do this today. Mm -hmm. So, which I disagree with, but that, that is what it is. Yeah. That's, in, I'm, I find that fascinating. Yeah. But let's carry on just cause. <laughs> uh oh, I'm in trouble. No, 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 no. No, we're moving on. Because <laughs> here we go. Kay. We're missing the Pentecostal and we're going to talk about Acts 2. Let's go. Either way, whether or not Matthias was supposed to be chosen, which he, he was. He Luke was. makes a pretty good argument <laughs> that he was. Yes. Um, now we move on to chapter 2, which is yes. the, the very Pentecostal favorite uh, verse, verses, chapter, whatever. There you go. Thank it's you. also not just Pentecostals. No, it's just Acts 2 is awesome. Yeah. Let's go. They, they, they kind of made a claim that this is theirs and it's not. To be Anyways. fair. Hey, it's okay. Jo uh, Joel isn't here. <laughs> yep. To be fair. Our token Pentecostal is not here. Uh, and I, I missed him. <laughs> Their I'm denominational saying. differences are built around this. Yes. Idea. Um, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And the divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them, one on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Mm. Yep. Seemed to be tongues of fire. Something like that. Yes. Fire rested on their heads. And they speak in various languages. So what is this an undoing of, or at least a good nod to from the Old Testament there, Josh? 
well, there's there there's more to read to get into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but it's the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God came down. People are unified and are about to spread out and speak languages mm-hmm. and they understand each other. Yes. Instead of chaos, it's order. Yep. And there are not one but two theophanies that happen here too. Mm. Yep. Um, the sound like a rushing wind and the tongues of fire. Yes. Does anyone want to say anything about the significance of them or does it seem to be just a way of, just a sign? Are you trying to bring up Joel? Like Joel? Like the book. Oh. Oh, not not the dude who's not here? <laughs> Trying to pick up Joel. Hey, Joel. Hey, Joel. Feel brought up yet? Because they are mentioned in the passage in Joel about mm-hmm. the prophecy of Pentecost. Which will be directly quoted in a moment. <laughs> Is that what you're going with? Or are you going with the idea of judgment in the presence of the Holy Spirit? I wasn't going that way. I, I was going like, is there any significant either Old Testament or cultural meaning behind a wind and tongues of fire? Or is is, it just, Wind is the animating, could be articulated. And this gets into like, more like just pattern. Yep. But wind is the animating spirit of the, the, of of the world, right? Or the The, breath of God. The spirit of God, the breath of God. He comes into the, in Mm -hmm. the whirlwind and like, yeah, there's all that kind of imagery. I think it's just imagery. The 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 wind well, over the deep, the wind over yeah. the waters yep. in Noah, yeah. the wind rushing through the trees in Genesis, the whirlwind that God resides in when he meets Job. Yeah, it's the wind that goes over the dry bones and fills them with life. Yeah. I think either way, it's supposed to emphasize the incredible power of what's going on. It's the also are opening up and dumping this on with them. each of those passages. It is the beginning of a creation. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, yep. let, let's let's bring this up now. Then, um, okay. After the resurrection, Jesus appears to some of the disciples who are locked into a door. He no clips into it. Right. <laughs> so he does no clip. Walks. Yeah. yeah walks yeah. through walls. Yeah. 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 Um. <coughs> so John twenty. Um, the whole thing is 19 to uh, 23. But one of the things that he does is uh, peace be with you as a father has sent me. So I am sending you. Mm-hmm. And then in 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins. And then we actually get into that. Which yep. if you want to know that, if you forgive sins and they are forgiven, yep. uh, look at our confessions episode. Yeah, um, that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. When he... Like, what is, what happens when he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit? They receive the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? How is that different than this? Or is it? It's not temporary. This one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was temporary. Because he does say when he sends out the 70 and whatnot. Yeah. You know, there. Hmm. What are you trying to emphasize here, Caleb? I don't know. <laughs> it's a thing that I don't get satisfying answers for, mm. especially from Pentecostals. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I think, if I'm going to be honest, Uh-oh. I think it has to do with their carrying on of his ministry by the... Um, 
remission of sins through confession as a sacrament. But that, that's a different point. That's neither here nor there. Um, and then Acts 2 is about uh, the Spirit of God coming upon his church and whatnot. That's what I think. I think it, so has, to do, I think it has to do with authority. Yeah. I think I'd it, probably go with authority. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with the remission of sin stuff, but yeah. the authority. Well, it's yes. authority to do what? The following verses. Forgiveness. Of forgiveness sins. of sins. But yeah. then how does that play out in the church life? Well, that, that's that would the be thing. a distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Is that satisfactory for you, Josh? Yeah, he's, he's, he's shrugged his foot. He shrugged. I don't know. um i would go with the there's a bunch of connections with the as we've already brought up the already but not yet but also the for as jesus mentions uh i must go so that the paraclete may Mm -hmm. be sent um and so but we also know that it's jesus who sends the paraclete so I think there's a connection between those two passages and that. Are you saying the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son? Yes. Oh, you're a Western Christian. I know. Um, in that when Jesus says, breathes on them and have the Holy Spirit, is there's the, yes, he's giving them the Holy Spirit, but also he has to leave for them to receive the Holy Spirit. And it's when he leaves that the Holy Spirit descends on them. Mm-hmm. And so I think those two you have to connect that there with that passage where he says, okay. when I think I have to leave for the whole, the paraclete. To come. Mm. On, on my way here, I was actually on the phone with uh, somebody and I was talking to them and I was talking about this thing, this very mm-hmm. passage. Well, um, and my conclusion was, I don't know enough about John to superimpose pneumatology from Luke Acts. Yeah. And John might be talking about something completely else. Okay, yes. when, we, when we talk about the paraclete, can we define what that is? Yes. So the paraclete is the Greek word for helper. Um, right. Comforter. Um, and it's Jesus uses that name to refer to the Holy Spirit because mm. he is the helper of the church. And that's an important word because in the Septuagint, that's the same word that is sub that is translated for Eve when she when he says you will be a helper fit for at the man. And so the idea is that if it's not a oh, but it's the the Paraclete is in us, allowing us to be the bride of Christ. Yes, yes, that's cool. Yes, so and it's the idea is not that is why you cannot look at the Old Testament and say that the Helper is a is a less than the yeah. man because the Holy Spirit is not less than us. Um, well, but yeah, it's okay. greater yeah. Than, it's so the idea is that it is a it is a or less team than act. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a it is a team act. I um, see. I see. Okay. Yeah. And so because we are the bride of Christ, oh, the helper of Christ. Oh, I see. Okay. He is making us one with him. Monkey sees pattern. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There's actually a fair amount of parallels <laughs> you can draw there that are actually significant and fall in line with biblical theology. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the point, but. There's yeah, something. There's something there. I think that's, I think it's, again, I don't know enough about John. <laughs> I think it's very much the point because the, um, if you read a biblical theology on marriage in the short studies of biblical theology, mm-hmm. he gets into that pretty hard. Um, and right. he actually, he actually makes the argument that the reason God created the world was so that the son, his son had a helper fit for him. 
I have as heard if, that as if yes. all things were created for him and to him and through him and through yeah. him by him. But like that, that, that the marriage, the significance of marriage, that idea is not just because it reflects our relationship with Christ, but because that is the intention of creation, right? Is that it is in that relationship with Christ. Hmm. Um, it's almost like we reflect the image of God. Yeah. But not just, oh, not just that we reflect this relationship and God, but that it is the intention that we are, yeah, that thing. Yeah. yeah, and then you tie that with sharing the, God the divine nature image of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. being made into His image. Yeah, uh, whatever. Which is, okay, which is, fine. This is, is a rabbit hole we yeah. which cannot talk Eve about. What does it mean to share in the, to share in the divine nature? Which is why, <laughs> which is why Eve, when she's made, Adam goes bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. We're one right. the same. Right, and yeah. this is why it's significant <laughs> that the church is given the Spirit. Yes, is what we're arguing for. Right. Yes. Yes. Because yes. we just can't be a fit helper without him well okay yeah here's here's one another question about this first before we move on yeah why is it significant that this happens on pass uh not passover 50 days after passover on the festival of weeks pentecost why are you pointing at me yeah, Josh? Caleb. my mind blanked <laughs> <laughs> um well i don't actually remember so the festival of weeks oh i do know i do know is maybe nope <laughs> I forgot. I'm got um, you just go with Colton. The, the festival of weeks is to celebrate the coming harvest. Isn't yes, yes. That's what I thought it was when I got all excited, and then I thought that the, the dates are wrong. Nope. Uh, as is? far as I'm aware, that is right. This I'm gonna, is fifty I'm gonna, days after Jesus died. Yeah, the first fruits, the festival of first fruits. That is it. I'm going to double check you because I thought um, that was it, and then the, I second guess myself. Yeah, it's the first day of the feast of weeks. I think. And the uh, well, thank you. But um, it's a celebration of the forthcoming harvest. Is the idea? Yeah. And what harvest? So why would it happen on Pentecost? The idea is that there is a harvest Mm -hmm. that is coming. Thank you, Caleb. Um, If it's the if it's the first fruits, then yeah, Christ is the firstborn of all creation, and he (laughs) is the first. uh, And it is oft he often refers to the church as a crop that is being harvested. Yep. Also, the idea of sowing and reaping. Yeah. And these disciples are the first of the harvest. Fishers of men, people who are going to harvest, to collect, to whatever. It also implies great harvests moving forward. Yes. Yes. As it will keep going and expanding. You get blessed. Which we'll talk about a little bit. Acts follows a, I don't know if you talked about this in the, uh, whatever. Acts kind of follows a four-step process of expansion. Yeah. It was mentioned previously. Uh, this, you will be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, yeah. Judea, uh, Jeru- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends, of the, ends earth. of the earth, yeah. which is what the pattern follows in this chat, in this book, the book of Acts. Where's the, the end idea. of the earth, Colton? Well, all of Europe and Asia. We already did. New, we already did that. No, 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 no. The end of the earth is Rome. Right. The center of pagan power, because that's the farthest you can be from God. Anyway, but how is wanna, it? How is wanna? it the ends of the earth if it's the center? Because it's the because it's the furthest. from No, I know. I'm just making a joke. Anyway, I had, a, um, I had a prophet that told me I was wrong and I won't, I won't, <laughs> I had to fight that point. Uh, spoiler alert. So that's actually talk the same, the same thing occurs in the foundation novels. He makes the same he, argument. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so, sci-fi book. <laughs> um, yeah. The reason it would happen on Pentecost is to show that the apostles are going to go from here and well, as, as many author, uh, pro, uh, Prophets? No. Uh, as many preachers have said, they're going out to reap souls. <laughs> Man. They're going out to harvest. 
to that's a again these are not great he's allegories. a soul reaper it's time for the crusade that's a, moving that's, on wait, that's, wait a a, that's a quote for a short on the like fear the lamb instagram we're gonna go reap souls anyway and they started speaking different tongues yes so let's continue now there were dwellings now there were dwelling in jerusalem jews devout men from every nation under heaven the grammar there was wild <laughs> uh luke you've made a choice um now they were dwelling in Your jerusalem jews devout men from every nation under heaven and at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language and they were amazed and astonished saying not all of these who are speaking galileans are not all these who are speaking galileans and how is it that we hear each of us in his own native tongue language Parthians and Medes, Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling it in our own tongues, the mighty works of God, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocked, said they were filled with new wine. They were from like pretty much everywhere mm -hmm. everywhere yeah. well it's it mentions I, I i think this is intentional i haven't read this in a commentary so mm -hmm. smarter uh -huh. people than me have not pointed it out but i think it mentions like the diaspora like yeah. the areas of the exodus mm -hmm. right um parthens medes that's where the, the jews were exiled to yeah but then it also mentions the areas of the diaspora where they are now Right. Yeah. They're in Rome. There's yeah. some visitors from Rome. There's from Libya. Yeah, exactly. Egypt. Um, and so I think that there's. And it's, it's, to, it's to point out that these are Jews from all over. Yeah. But and you also mentioned that it's also the same places or the new names for the same places as the Table of Nations in the. Um, Tower of Babel. Story. Tower of Babel story. Yeah. Yeah. And they're speaking those languages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. They've they've. Well, it seems that God has come down. Well. God has come down like he did with the Tower of Babel, but instead of confusing languages, yeah. he's now all the languages are worshiping him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is an inverse. Yeah. I don't think it's quite and like a one-to-one -one parallel, but I do think that it's a severe well, heavy and the parallel yeah, is I'm, I'm going with, I feel like this is somewhat on purpose. Well, and yeah. the, yeah. Uh, well, and the difference is, is that the, sorry, the similarity is, is, they also scatter the opposite. Well, no, no. Yes, they scatter, yeah. but they also scatter after the Tower of Babel because yeah. they all have to leave. Yeah. But they leave because of confusion, because yeah. they can't understand each other. Whereas now they leave because everyone understands because they're able to communicate across the language barriers. That's right. But they don't leave until persecution. So yeah, they, they leave because yes. of persecution. It's, it's yes. more like but they do united. leave in unity. <laughs> yeah, yes. they, they are united because yes. of the language barriers rather yeah. than despite them. Yeah. Um, and it does seem that they're understand. not speaking every language. They're not speaking every other language. Maybe it's just because many of them are Jews and they're not, none of them are really speaking, well, Hebrew or Aramaic. They're speaking other tongues. But there's a lot of people who doubt as well. Can yeah. you, you, sorry, Josh, when we've discussed this passage, previously, yes. you pointed out something that so was fascinating. So there is in the Joel passage, it mentions that those that hear babbling Mm. are the ones being judged in this moment because it is the day of the Lord. So 
Because the end times have come. Yeah. Holy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so the idea is, is that it is a, it is acting as a filter that those Jews there that are mocking them because they're like, these guys are drunk. They're not hearing anything. Mm. They're hearing babbling. And it's in that passage in Joel. It's if this is what you hear, you're the one being judged. Yep. It also follows the, uh, what's talked about earlier yeah. as, as I was persecuted. So you also will be persecuted or not persecuted. So because they doubted me, they will doubt you too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, are you saying the great filter is tongues? The great filter? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like the great firewall. <laughs> the great firewall. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> well, no, the, uh, to get deeper, to get more into the reformed theology side of things. Okay. Um, You're bringing uh, this. The, the nice. word of God is the call that divides the, Elect and the non-elect. It's so. like the one thing I agree with Barth. <laughs> Carl Barth is like, oh, you don't think the Bible is God's inspired word? It's because you're not a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Basic, easy answer. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, 13 I volumes. I think I of, can agree with that. 13 volumes of dogmatics later. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to find If you passage. don't agree with God, you're not a Christian. <laughs> Uh, that's I mean, scripture that's, doesn't seem inspired to you. Well, I guess you don't believe it. I guess the Holy <laughs> Spirit does it hasn't illuminated your mind. Hmm. And then he gives you an explanation as to why, and it's thir- like you said, thirteen volumes long. And yeah, obviously, I have not read all of Barth's, so uh, I'm I have not read. Well, I've read bits and pieces. I've not read an actual book of his all the way through. No, sorry guys, if you hear the flipping of pages, Josh is giving um, Bible ASMR reading. Mm. No, thank you. So rather than just trying to figure out the Joel passage and not read it where it shows up in the actual text, uh, Josh, can you just read the the next passage, yes. the next section of scripture? So Peter goes on to deliver a phenomenal sermon. Phenomenal. It is the, fir- the first quote unquote sermon. Yeah. Well, they've been doing it for a bit, but you do the have uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. This is the first sermon with the spirit. That yeah. isn't them being sent out with the spirit. That isn't so Jesus. Not the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. But Peter standing with the 11. So all of the nations are now in front of Peter, but still Jews. Yes. They're still Jews from those other from areas. those nations. Yeah. But Peter standing with the 11 lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words for these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. Sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. What does he mean by he stood up with the 11? Wouldn't he be with the 12? Well, he's one of the 12. Well, so there's 11 others. Is that what it's saying? Usually when it says that they were with the 12, then even well, one of them is It's usually out. like Jesus was with the 12. Right. Because he's not one of them. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, I, I sorry. think so. <laughs> anyway, it's nine o'clock in the morning and he's like, we're not drunk, guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because <laughs> I still see drunk people at night yeah. in the morning. <laughs> and in the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below Blood and fire, vapor and smoke. Sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day, and it shall come to pass. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. 
Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and the foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Dang. Christmas Victor. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, do we want to just finish his sermon? Uh, no, because it's going to get into the stuff with David. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's focus yeah. on a little bit. Let's talk about Joel. Okay. Hey, Joel. Sorry you couldn't make it to the podcast. Yeah. So this is awesome because we're quoting Paul. Peter is quoting the Joel passage, which the part of that judgment image is from the, the blood and fire vapor of smoke. Sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood because it's calling images across the Bible. Mm -hmm. Joel is calling images across the Bible of judgment of the sun being turned to darkness, which is at the Exodus, the darkness that is brought to Egypt. Mm hmm the blood and the fire and the vapor of smoke is the idea of like, that's what you see in a city that's at war mm -hmm. or being assaulted, which is like oh, well, a city happens. on fire. Like the, the, yeah. the moon in like forest fires. Yes. Yeah. When it, when a city is on fire and you see the fire and the smoke and the sun, you can't see cause the vape, the, and the moon looks to blood and it's just, yeah. it's, it's a horrifying it's the wrath image. of God falling yeah. upon yeah. a city. Yeah. 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 The coming well, it's, it's also it's, judgment. Yeah. It's yeah. also like the, it's the with the spirit of God being poured upon all yep. flesh, right? Yeah. Um, it is the last days are here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's and it it's titled, it's whenever you see in the old Bible, the day of the Lord or that day. Yep. Is judgment. Is one of those days. The ex the exile of Israel, the Exodus. Yep. Like these are all the moments when God acts in definite judgment, separates the sheep and the goats. Well, we mentioned it with Daniel when it's an apocalypse yes yep but there's an there's the the expectation that well there will be days of the lord there yep. will be apocalypses and this they is are a, all foreshadowing of yeah the apocalypse and, and now with the pouring with god's spirit being poured yep. out on flesh we are in we we are in the quote-unquote expected era of the yeah yep just like with david and jesus david being a type presenting what jesus will be like the exodus and the exile are types presenting what the final judgment will be like mm -hmm. um yep. and this image here this is where it is is the it's it ends with those who call upon the name of the lord will be saved the, if this moment is the coming judgment of the lord you're seeing the fire and the judgment and god is saying these people are prophesying Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're hearing mumbling and you're not calling upon the name of the Lord because you're seeing him act, you're a part of the group that's being judged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although that's not the part that's quoted, but yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. yeah. Um, but that, um, this is the, the, the idea is that they are now in the last of days. Yeah. yeah. Where it's you, the day of the great and glorious or the, the great and glorious day of the Lord will be that final judgment. Yeah. You know what's my kind of funny part about this that I like? Mm. There's two well, there's two parts. There's the mm. Chris's Victor stuff at the at the, the end right. of this. The, 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 the point of right. reality. Yeah, the pains of death have been have been removed. Flattened. Right. What's Chris Chris's Victor, Caleb? Christ has victory over sin and death, <laughs> hell and Hades. Right. Right. And it's achieved through the cross. But the part 
the, the secondary part of the this section that I do like is Peter is telling a whole crowd of people, many of which are in Jerusalem, that would have been there at Jesus' trial, sure. Uh, many which also are from all around the kingdom, which we just previously established in other parts. There's just, you killed them. Yep. <laughs> and it's just people from, like, tourists, essentially, religious yep. pilgrims. Did I? Was I here? Uh, that was a while. That was <laughs> 40 days ago. <laughs> would, would it be fair to say that many of the people here who have, have also been here for Passover? Not necessarily. Some, maybe. They, they probably would have gone back, but the ones who have come here for Passover would also be here for the festival was, of weeks. It was maybe. It was common enough. It was common for people to, for the pilgrimage, to stay for the the month that the three festivals partake in. Yeah, right. But there, I'm, yeah. I would imagine there would be some. <laughs> oh, yeah, for crowd. sure. We're like. I wasn't here. Yeah, they're, because they're, that's they why, don't even know what, what's going on at all. But in the same way, just as you know, yeah, through our sin, we all did. Humanity, yeah, we killed him. Yeah, the three of us in this room killed Jesus. Well, well, yes. Well, in a way, yes. Yes, by by sinning. Yeah, that's why he has nails right. in his hands. All of our sin is with him on that cross. Yeah. 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 And so we partake in the rebellion that caused the crucifixion of our Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we continue? Please. Yes. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope for you will not abandon my soul to Hades and let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he did not die, that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that he would sit, that he would set one of his descendants on this throne he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, and he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. More typological stuff, but also way more explicit. Yes. Like that stuff yeah. that like what yeah. Josh, what you were mentioning, how it's like James M. Hamilton is more like, yeah, David knew about what he's writing. Yeah. Yes. In these, in these instances? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the Davidic covenant of his kingdom will have no end. How does that work? Well, then his body mustn't see corruption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Peter's like... And David knows that he's dying. So, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Josh has pointed this out in previous conversations where it's just... Peter's just like, guys, I'm not confident about much, but I am... Confident. Look over there. We know David's David, dead. David. His tomb is sitting right there. We know he's not talking about himself because he's dead. <laughs> Which is the wildest. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like we. 
Peter was not a like not a theologian. He was a mess up, constantly getting corrected by Jesus. Foot and mouth disease. Yeah. Like and at this point, he's like, guys, I know very little. I'm a fisherman, but I know this. I mean, by the time first and second Peter, he gets pretty good at. It. Yeah. True. <laughs> that is very true. I Peter does a great job dealing with the politic the politics. In hmm? when he talks about the 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 two camps that are fighting over and how like no there's the third option we follow Christ honor the emperor oh yes yeah it's a great it's a great passage mm-hmm. right yeah well also, and the also, fact that, how about sorry go 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 that last verse let all the house of Israel know therefore uh, no uh, therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ yeah this Jesus whom you are crucified. He's given him the covenant name. Yeah, in Greek. Yeah. Yes. Which is the best you can hope for. Mm -hmm. It's just high Christology. Very high Christology. Very early on. What do you mean? Like it's a very high articulation of who Jesus is. Like as Lord? Yeah. To say Lord. Right. To say Lord, you are... To have a Jewish man say Jesus is Lord. Right. They called him Lord and... Mm-hmm. Luke before you but died. Lord and Christ and right. Yeah. Cause there's also like the Matt, like the Sarah calls Abraham, my Lord and stuff, but there's, there's also, right. Yeah. There's a recognition of tie, tying him in with God very mm-hmm. heavily here. Yeah. yeah. Very high articulation of, of Christology. Right. Um, very early on in the church. Yeah. It's well, right away. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Day one. <laughs> Of course, dating of Acts may mess with that if you yeah. want to argue it, sure. Anyway. But yeah, even like... <laughs> yeah. Um, Try it. Good luck. But also <laughs> Peter's okay. expert connection between David and Joel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's some good exegesis. <laughs> from somebody who taught, was learned directly from Jesus. But yeah. like He had extra Jesus, that is true. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I think you could probably camp if you wanted to. You could probably camp in verses 29 to, uh, sorry, yeah, 29 to 33. And you could probably get some, get some very interesting nuggets of how the early church understood itself in yeah. Acts. Oh, absolutely. Like, like very condensed um, and e- explicitly bridging that old testament into new covenant of christ how is christ exp- like right played out and how is how are we continuing jesus ministry with the pouring out of the spirit right yeah and like not even just like you could do that with those three verses or four verses but you could do it with this entire chapter you could do it with yeah, the entire book I, of but Acts. i think but that's peter articulating it himself sure right I think it's also interesting um, for listeners at home. We all, despite all of us saying they for Pentecostals, we all went to a Pentecostal Bible college. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of classes centered around this verse specifically. It also centered around Joel and a little bit of the Psalms mm-hmm. and stuff about this. Because, uh, you know, Pentecostal, the day of Pentecost is kind of a big important to, uh, thing to them. Um, learning about this verse, not only can you make a lot like make a, a whole sermon on or whatever big deep study into those four verses people do especially Pentecostals 
Yeah. Sorry, anyway. there's a there's a phrase. There's a phrase? There's a couple of them in the verses. Yeah. I'm At sorry. I'm just being mean now. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, okay. Hi. Um, when he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make it's, your it's, enemies a footstool for your feet. It's the same one that Jesus stumps the Pharisees with, the scribes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny to me. Because now he's saying it publicly also in Jerusalem. And it's like, I wonder if there's anybody that recognized it. Right. It's just like, oh, that's it. Who are the enemies here that I, he's describing? Because it would be those who don't believe in Jesus, right? Is that the emphasis? Well, yeah. Um, showing would, that these people now... It'd be those who crucified him who are not repentant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And seeing how everyone crucified him together in their rebellion, that would be everyone who, are, who is not repentant. Sure. Um... The emphasis being here is your judgment is coming. Mm-hmm. It, it is the end times. Yeah. Yeah. The moon will be like, he ties in both David's understanding of Psalms, the Davidic kingdom that's presented in the not seeing decay yep. and Joel's um, presentation of the day of the Lord is coming yep. and the spirit will be poured out. And yep. there'll be signs. Here's a sign us speaking in different tongues. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. This is the wonders and the signs that God is showing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's very good. Yep. Okay, okay, Josh. Yep. Let's get into the next passage. Uh, this, this, this part I actually really like because you get to see the people turn around. So now when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter, the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself and with many others, other other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his words were baptized and they were added that day about 3000 souls. Jeez, they're growing. Day one. (laughs) That's a pretty impressive sermon. 3,000 yeah. people immediately. I mean, no altar call. They didn't have to call them forward. They were just like, ah, what do we do? Well, no, and what's important is those are the people at the end of that Joel passage that Joel quotes. Peter quotes a passage, and then the fulfillment of that passage, the last line, comes true as a result of him preaching that passage. Yeah, there's yep. a call upon the name of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, those who call, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yep. At the end of that Joel passage, so Peter, by quoting a prophecy, enacted the prophecy yeah. fulfillment. He's also which saying is that, just a wild idea. Yeah, and it's saying there is still hope for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're mm-hmm. not. It's not. You're not. It's not like the day of judgment is immediately right here now. You have been given cha- a yeah. chance. And just because you are found in judgment because of your sin and your rebellion doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can't come to Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to stay. (laughs) Yeah. Goats can become sheep. (laughs) (laughs) For using all other verses, yes. (laughs) There's something anyway. (laughs) I I think that we're not going to talk about baptism. Agreed? Yeah, we're not going to talk about spirit baptism right now. Not spirit baptism. Baptism, baptism. Yeah. Why not? We don't want to get into child baptism. (laughs) <laughs> well, and those who are all far off too. 
Yeah. Yeah. But they expected Jesus to come back like right away. So they'd be talking about their kids, right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hey, hey. Anyway, I, hey. I, I we, tried to make peace. <laughs> yeah, but we can't make peace and then join into a passive okay, right. statement. You're cool. <laughs> it does say far off in perpetuity. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, in perpetuity? Yeah, like moving forward. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were added that day above 3,000 souls. How awesome. Do you think there's a significant How awesome. connection there? I think that there's some sort of tie to the 3,000 that die at Mount Sinai. Uh, that the, oh, I, I didn't think so. Um, Interesting. Cool. But I... What about the, the research that I did for that has vanished from my computer, so I can't find it. <laughs> what about the... Um, and I Jesus looked it up to like five years uh, ago. Elijah, I have 7,000 preserved for me. Oh, there's 3,000. Eh. Yeah, okay. Just thought I'd bring it up. More ideas? I don't, I don't see it, but... Is there any other connection to 3,000 people? Big number. Big number. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Let's finish this. Well, here... Verse did, 42 now, right? Verse 42 to 47, the end of chapter 2. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received the food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all their people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. The reaping of souls. It's good. The reaping of souls. There's something I have not studied this but I have heard people say this um, verse 43, when it's the, uh, they devoted themselves to teaching mm-hmm. to the teaching of the apostles, the fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayers. Mm. What I've heard at least is that the, the liturgical life started, started there, mm-hmm. right? This, that there is these kind of set prayer, quote unquote, set malleably, but set prayers that they t- together, they participate in mm-hmm. likely pl- probably having drawn from the temple yeah and the synagogue Wait, life so which uh which verse is the prayers uh that's 42 okay I mine not, doesn't say that what is yours it says to prayer just praying in general i'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's ha huh, i'm pretty sure the definite article is there yeah so but, the, but that's well it would be uh Right, yeah. but there would be a reason why the NIV translates it differently. Yeah, and yes, so, so to get into the well, the idea is that saying it that this is the liturgical thing when other uh, vers- versions of the Bible don't say that. Yeah, I don't. Right? I'd rather go with what Greek stuff, but yeah, well, no, is, I, I agree. But it's kaiha. Yes, can I speak to Bruce? that? Yeah. So in Greek and Hebrew, a lot of singular phrases don't translate the 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 definite article, the mm. word the, because it is used as a signifier saying it's related to the verb or it's the subject of what is the sentences used like yeah. affecting. Yeah. And so especially this, Hebrew, yeah. this passage, I think part of the reason why some scholars you're saying, Caleb say, this is the beginning of the liturgical stuff, but some scholars are like, we don't know is because it's probably difficult to translate if the the there, if that definite article is meant to be translated as the prayers sure. or it's or being yeah. Yeah. general prayer. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I'm just and saying it it's like not from, in stone. 
that's yeah but I, so i'm not i don't, not I don't like any the other way because i don't i don't have yeah i i was just i was just gonna to determine it like yeah. it is the the definite article is there in greek you can say that there's a grammatical mm, yeah. construction with it i haven't yet to read it i don't like if we're going to default to something like niv esv whatever um just because one or several translations say something doesn't mean yep yeah and that's just the good bible study yes for the average person your bible study can be massively enhanced if you just look at things in multiple translations it's true from what i read because I did a quick search. I had the Greek there ready because I figured this was probably mm. going to come up. Um, it looks to be a, a two-thirds to one-third split for English. Two-thirds saying the. Yeah. One-third saying right. just prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The, the only reason I object is because, well, mine says something different, and I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. But also, if, like, I'm not saying that because the NIV says it, therefore it's a more accurate translation, therefore it's not. Mm -hmm. It's more like, oh, there's ambiguity. Well, it depends yeah. on, is it the 1986 edition? No. No, it's 2011. Oh, darn. Sorry. If it was the 1986 <laughs> well, edition, it'd be infallible. Yeah, they take out the he's. But <laughs> this episode has gone on quite a bit, so let's try to wrap her up. Mm. Any concluding comments, guys? Well, I think that this is a very interesting start to the rest of the book, right? The rest of Acts follows from the point of Jesus ascending to the heavens and the outpouring of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's a good opening. That's another thing that, that we didn't bring up earlier is Peter mentions that Jesus is now sitting at the right hand of the father. Yeah. Yeah. And so no, this is the fulfillment of the Daniel thing again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he understands, he sees the Daniel passage with the Lord sit at my sit yeah. at the right hand of my Lord yeah. being the same moment. He's being this. He, yeah. he ties those together. Yeah. Mm. I think. Uh, yeah. No, 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 definitely. I, I don't think you could not see it that way. But <laughs> oh, don't worry. Some some people do. Yeah, some, yeah. Some scholars and some school there. would. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but that's cool because then you're seeing again that Peter, at least via the Holy Spirit, maybe, but also because he was taught by Jesus, they have a like you said before a high Christology. They have a deep understanding of what's actually occurring here. Mm -hmm. This is not people stumbling around in the darkness and seeing things happen and going, maybe it's this. It's no, like they, they know what's happening. Mm -hmm. They know that Christ is sitting at the right hand of the father, that they're the Holy ones mentioned that it's going to, it's going to go bad. Mm -hmm. They also know that's because that's what Jesus told them, that it's going to go bad. You're going to be persecuted. Mm -hmm. It's going to suck. Um, but they know that that's what they're here to do. They're here to die, to deny themselves. And so, and what's crazy is that we're with them. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we're just three dudes sitting in a basement. We are three suite. dudes. We're in a basement suite? Yeah. That's pretty uh -huh. sweet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for hosting this episode of the podcast, Josh, as per the norm. Is that all the concluding comments that you guys have? I think so. I have another one, but we can talk about it at a different time. Sure. I mean, sure. Okay. Or we can talk about it right now. Do you think that <laughs> do you think that Luke emphasizes Peter being a coward in the previous book so that it can emphasize him being uh, courageous because of the spirit here? Do I think that that's his motive? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's. I think all the gospels mention how Peter's not well, right. I don't know about coward being the right word. Uh, I'd say I immature, would, maybe. Would, sure, dude. Dude cuts off a dude's another guy's ear. 
yeah, in a he, band of soldiers. Yeah, he also denies Jesus three times. So? That's pretty cowardly. Yeah, instances of cowardice and heroism exist in both in, in the same he's also person. That doesn't that, necessarily mean that they are a coward. A coward is one who acts that way all the sure, time. Sure, Because he also steps onto the water. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's a good So point. I think yeah. I think he's immature, inconsistent. Yeah, he's okay. he's a new believer. He's a he's a he is a new believer that has been called to a higher purpose than he should probably have, but because of God's wisdom, God has placed him in the proper place. Technically, just like you. Yes. And so he is he is struggling to keep because he wants like there's so many phrases like when he says like no i won't let you go and die i'll stop you like mm. right i won't let you die is he's a he's a true believer all the way but he doesn't understand the gravity of the situation and so when he's going into all of these moments yeah um he's yeah people also point to him hiding right? well yeah. the, all the apostles do hiding after jesus dead yep. and stuff yeah and now here after the spirit he immediately walks into the open and full freely yep. Procram- yep. proclaims yep. yeah well it, yeah and i think the there's also the thing where he's he's a little bit of afraid of the circumcision party that is yep. mentioned later on in mm. acts and um paul talks about it in in mm-hmm. galatians and like so there's there's some like peter has some immaturity stuff sure but he does charge up to a group of soldiers with a sword Right. And he is also the one that was chosen by Christ. Mm-hmm. Is he the yeah. rock? He is. He's the, yeah. he's is the Pope. Is he the rock? Oh, there he's it the is. <laughs> Not his confession. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, is that all then? Uh, I think so. Probably. Cool. Acts 1 and 2 are very, very beautiful passages. I love Acts. It's a good yeah. book. It's a good uh, book. I'm excited to continue this. Hmm? Yep. I'm excited to continue this. Um, hopefully you guys are there for the next few episodes. I hope so. It'll be good. Thank you for making it this far. If you want to see what else we do, go to the uh, website, www.secondratesaints.com. And there Mm -hmm. you can find stuff to everything that we do. Instagram, X, YouTube, Spotify, um, Spotify. Yeah. You can find our podcast on Apple podcasts and Spotify. We do have other content on those other platforms Mm -hmm. a little bit. Sometimes, um, you'll if you stay up to date on those platforms, you'll also get uh, firsthand notice when we actually do release new things. Yep. Maybe coming which down might the be in the works right now. Yep. Also on that on the that website, works. you will see our blog and our book reviews, and you can send us a message. And if you like the podcast, please consider donating to us at buymeacoffee dot com uh, forward slash second rate saints. There's also a link on the website. Um, yeah. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Jesus loves you. Just end it. Thank you. Just end Please. It. Joel, not Joel. You're Josh. Hit the button. Clap time. Ah!